Welcome to Step Up and Thrive, where you get quick and easy tips on business management, productivity, stress management, work-life balance and marketing. I am Tuli Baxi, personal development coach, and my task here is to introduce you to various ways to succeed in business while keeping the sanity. Today we are speaking about Facebook and my guest is Disha Wodop. Disha Wodop is a social media strategist who has worked in international marketing for over seven years in corporate and digital marketing agencies before starting Social Treats in 2016. She is a Facebook lead trainer and an approved many chat agency partner. And in 2019, she was shortlisted for Freelance Social Media Manager of the Year. Welcome, Disha, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. You have worked in a corporate environment and digital marketing agencies before you started your own business. Can you please share your journey? Yeah, so uh, it's a bit of a, a roller coaster journey, my, my story. I started originally... W- I wanted to work in events. When I finished university, I qualified in events and I wanted to work as a wedding planner, which is super fun, stressful, and very (laughs) (laughs) a lot of hours. Um, But I went through a breakup. And as most people do, when you go through a breakup at at a young age, I was only 25, and I just sort of panicked and went, "Eh, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, you know the usual, I'm 25 and this is a disaster. So I packed my stuff up, sold everything and moved to Thailand. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I moved to Thailand to teach English originally. Uh, Turns out I don't like children. So that that didn't work. (laughs) So I got invited to move to uh, Australia with a friend. And um, when I was in in Thailand, I was in this re- very remote area of uh, Thailand where nobody spoke any English. And I was stuck thinking, right, what do I do now? Like, I didn't, I don't want to do events because it's very location specific. I clearly don't like children, so I'm not going to be an English teacher. What else can I do to build out a life that I want? So I created a website and a blog and a whole business around traveling and fitness and taught myself how to build a blog, taught myself how to build an audience and a marketing audience and all of that stuff. And so I started doing that when I was in in Thailand. And then I went to Australia and I uh, met a company who were um, construction workers in in the outback in Australia. And they needed somebody to type was his question can you type and I was like um yeah sure I was already out in the area um I said yeah I can type he goes can you uh can you create websites and I was like yeah I've done a few now um so yeah I can do that so I ended up coming on board with him and doing the whole marketing for the construction company all the contract administration all the website rebranding absolutely everything and I was there for about a year and that was my first real job in marketing and it blew me away that somebody was going to pay me quite well to do something that I taught myself in Thailand Um, and then I moved to Sydney 
And again, I was hired to do marketing for a recruitment company in Sydney. I worked there for a few years. I was sponsored. Um, but I still had that itch to do something a little different. So I uh, started freelancing and picking up some work on the side of my of my full-time job. And as I was doing that, I decided I had had enough and I wanted to go back to Asia and figure out life again. I have this cycle of about five years. I was 30 at that point. I was like, that's it. I'm up again. I got to go figure out life again. Um, so I quit my job in Sydney and moved to Asia uh, and started house sitting. And that's where my business first started and was born. Um, and here I am now, four years later, finally doing what I love. And I quit my job uh, when I was in Asia in 2016. I uh, panicked. I think a lot of entrepreneurs will resonate with this. I panicked and went, I don't know what I'm doing. This is a disaster. <laughs> um, I need to figure out what I'm doing, how to run a business, why I'm doing this. And I went back to England um, and got a job and in a digital marketing agency. And then I worked in the digital marketing agency that as an account manager, and I managed a, a, a large team of people. Um, and eventually in 2018, I decided I was finally ready to quit my job and go full time in my business. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely an interesting journey. Definitely wasn't smooth. Definitely interesting. Yeah. And now you went a little bit wrong with this uh, five-year periods. You had only four. Yes. Yeah. So come next year, I'll be 35. <laughs> what will happen next year. So I'm waiting uh, eagerly. What is going to uh, happen to you? So. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll probably end up moving, moving abroad or something drastic. <laughs> Lovely. And... I know that you have worked extensively with social media and especially Facebook. Yeah. What are those different ways to be successful on Facebook? So there are so many different ways to approach Facebook and it depends entirely on your business and what that setup is. Um, Facebook now organically has a, a very limited reach if you're just focusing on a business page. So it's a good idea to diversify and have a Facebook group. A Facebook group now is a fantastic place for businesses to build communities and Facebook are pushing these communities. So uh, Facebook have done massive things over the last couple of years to push communities. They've even announced an exam examination for community managers, which came out last month. Um, specifically for community managers on Facebook. So they are really focusing on Facebook groups and giving people the tools to grow those groups and make money from those groups. Um, so Facebook groups is a great place to be. You can also use Facebook groups. I use other people's Facebook groups a lot to leverage their audience and connect with my ideal clients in their groups by creating content, providing value, connecting with those people on a real human level. I think one of the good things about Facebook is that it allows you to be a human. 
And often in business and in marketing, we forget that there are humans behind the business. And Facebook allows you to be that human and that individual and really connect with the audience. And people like to buy from people. So if you can be a real person on Facebook and a real uh, character as a whole human, you know, whatever that is in your world, I'm a traveler. I I like to travel. I have a very cute dog. He always goes down well on Facebook. Um, (laughs) Other people have other things that they're interested in and, you know, kids and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So it's about being yourself on these, on this platform and, and really leveraging that. So when somebody has recently established the company and deciding, okay, now I should use those other groups, what are those first steps? How can you put yourself out there? Yeah, so the first thing is to make sure that the groups that you want to be in are where your ideal clients are. So connecting with them in groups that they are in And when I say looking for groups that your ideal clients are in, I'm talking about your ideal clients as a whole human. So their their whole interests. I am in a lot of traveler groups and nomad groups and digital nomad groups and those sorts of things um, because that's where I like to hang out and I can connect with my audience on a deeper level like that as well. So being able to go into groups that your ideal client are in and hang out with them on a level that's not just about exchanging services and buying and making money, but on a level that's about being social and connecting with those people, that is really powerful. The other thing about when you're in these groups is obviously when you join Facebook groups, you do have to join usually as your personal profile. Hmm. So making sure that your personal profile is looking professional and is directing people to the right places and connecting with them that way is really powerful as well because it's just leveraging that that space on Facebook. Um, When you're in groups, people are naturally nosy because we live in a world where people are nosy, right? So they want to go and check you out. They want to find out what you've been up to at the weekend. They want to find out a little bit more about you and see your face. And having your profile set up in a way that allows people to do that without necessarily them being your friend, you don't have to connect with them uh, on a friend level to do that. But if they can see an overview of what you're about before they send you a friend request, then um, that allows them to be directed. So for example, on my Facebook profile, it's a lot about my Facebook group. So when I'm in other people's Facebook groups and I'm providing value and I'm being a human and social, people will naturally be nosy and come and check me out and check out my profile. And that way they can see exactly about my group, what I'm uh, about. I share some posts public. I don't share all posts public, but some posts public. So if they're not my friend, they can also see more about me and where they can connect with me. So if they don't want to be my friend, they can connect with me and my group. And that's very obvious on my profile. Hmm. And I have heard uh, two different opinions about your own personal profile and using it for your business. One is, yes, definitely use it, a little bit like you. And another is, no, 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 don't do that because Facebook might 
do something with your personal account. So what is your experience? What is the right amount of putting yourself through your personal account up there? Yeah, so when you are on your personal account, you have to remember that it's a personal account. So you have to share your personal life. And that you can choose how much you share. There are ways to segment that. So for example, I always use the example of kids. If you've got kids and you want to share their pictures, but you don't want everybody to see your pictures, you can segment your audience. So in your friends list, you can segment who you send posts to. So you could have a list that is specific for your uh, family and close friends that just want to see your posts of your kids on Facebook. Um, If you don't want everybody else to see those sorts of things, then they don't have to. So, but using Facebook, it is against Facebook terms and conditions to use your personal profile solely for business. So it has to be your name and you as a human. So often I see people who have created a new personal account and say, I'm going to be Uh, my business on this personal account, and then I'll keep my personal account to just be my personal account. And that is against Facebook terms and conditions. So that is when something might happen to your account uh, and you might get blocked. I would be mindful of all of the content that you're sharing on your profile as well and make sure that you are still being a human. You're not just posting sales posts and links to go buy from you and that sort of thing, but you're actually providing value for your audience too. Um, so that then it is an all-rounded profile. It's not just a business profile. So much more than business only. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Be a human and connect with those people on a on a more personal level. You mentioned that, okay, using your personal account only for business is basically forbidden. What else is there what doesn't work on Facebook? what you don't recommend to do there? So there are a few things that Facebook don't like for you to do. Uh, And these obviously change quite frequently because Facebook likes to change their mind and make our lives hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, But some of the things, for example, when you're posting, they want you to get people to like, comment and share your posts. But they don't want you to ask for people to do that. So if you use the words like, comment, or share on your posts, often the reach will be decreased. So they will restrict that post from being seen by a lot of people just but because you have used those words and you've asked people to do it. The same with on live. They listen to your live. So if you are live and you say, please comment or please share or like this, this live, they will also restrict the reach of that live too. So that is always something to be mindful of when you're sharing content or creating content. I am creative with the words that I use. So I I don't say comment. I might say drop an emoji or let me know what you think. Something like that to be a little bit more creative with the words uh, where I'm still asking people to, to do what I want them to do. Hmm, you are clever. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, what other ways can we do the same thing? So, w- when we're asking for people, yeah, I like to get creative with my calls to action. The other thing is that Facebook don't like you to add links in your posts. 
that will also restrict the reach. And the reason being, which is very reasonable if you think about it for a business point of view, they don't want you taking people outside of Facebook. So that means YouTube videos, they don't like you sharing YouTube videos because they're a competitor. They'd rather you share the video on uh, directly on Facebook so that it's they stay on the platform. That includes sales pages if you're going to direct people outside of Facebook to go and have a look at your website or anything like that. If you include that in the copy of your post, that will restrict the reach as well. So the way that I get around that is I'll pop it in the comments. Um, okay. I will just say in the post, have a look below for the for the link. Yay. So good tip for that. And now it's time for our quick tip section, something that we do regularly on our podcast. And my question is, what is your biggest revelation about Facebook and getting clients using Facebook? That it is about being human. I've said it a few times today. Uh, yeah, couple, couple at least. Yeah, but people buy from people, right? So they, if you can resonate with the person, then you are so much more likely to buy from them. And somebody asked me recently about who you, how you pick your coach. And I said, I pick somebody that doesn't annoy me. Because, you know what I mean? Some people you just think, oh, just the noise. You're, the noise you make annoys me. <laughs> like, just, and there are some people for people and there are some people that are not your people, right? So I think just being you and being okay with what that brings up. So I know that I'm not for everybody and I'm okay with that. I'm very outgoing. I'm a little bit over the top. I'm also a task driver. So people, my clients get a long list of stuff to do uh, after our sessions together. Some people don't like that. Some people like to, the more woo and feel into it and that sort of thing. And I know that that's they're they're somebody else's clients they're not mine and I'm okay with that and being okay with not being everybody's person is a big thing on on social media in general um so making sure that you have that thick skin around that and making sure that you're aware of it that's actually yeah quite quite good idea to not care about that not everybody would like you yeah, and we will get haters. And as you grow your audience on social media, there will be people that will be like, "Ugh, I don't like you. Um, I get it sometimes when people look at my content and why have you said it like that? That's really abrasive. You could give us some more tips. And I was like, but you read it. <laughs> so it did, it drove you to action, which was the point of the post. Um, but I may have rubbed you up the wrong way, but at least you've done something about it. So and knowing that sometimes your content is going to do that and being okay with that. That's a really good idea. Thank you so much, Disha, for joining us and sharing all those great tips. And if our listeners would like to know more about you and follow you, where can they do so? Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook. I'm Disha Wadup on Facebook. You can join my Facebook group. Uh, it's called Get Visible. And you can search for that or you can go to the bit.ly links. It's bit.ly slash organic and visible. 
Um, and I also have a freebie available on my website that you can download, which is 11 Steps to Growing Your Facebook Group, uh, which has some really unique ways that you can use to leverage and grow your Facebook groups organically. Yes, and all the links you'll also find our episode page. So please come just in case and click to those great resources from there. Thank you so much, Disha. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Come and check all the show notes and transcript at stepupandthrivepodcast.com slash 12. Thank you for joining Step Up and Thrive with Disha Wadup. I'm your host, Dooley Baxi. Tune in next week.